from the Mercy One Studio. Man Up, brought to you by Construction Professionals, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. And now, it's time to Man Up. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are broadcasting from the Mercy One Studio. Today, we will be having the fourth part of the exploration on the fulfillment of all desire. Let us start in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. A lot of Iowa Catholic radio events. Thanks for everyone who stopped by the tent at the Iowa State Fair. Thanks for all, again, who joined us uh, for the Iowa Catholic Met the Power lunch a couple weeks ago, along with the, uh, the beautiful Mass with Bishop Jones in there uh, in coming Iowa. All great events. Well, we've got another one. Man Up Power Lunch is back on Friday, September 10th at noon at St. Francis of Assisi in West Des Moines. Panel of the newly ordained priest going to share their vocation story. Really excited about this one. I actually, I need to get these guys on. Um, I, I love hearing about the vocation stories, but then also I love hearing you know, priests who have just been newly ordained, how those first three, four, five, six months are going. Uh, always interesting to get their insight on that. So that is noon on the 10th of September. We also have the Women's Conference. So if you've got a woman in your life, uh, Saturday, October 30th. Embassy Suites downtown, a um, handful of speakers, Tim Jamison being one of them. So you do not want to miss that. That is uh, doors open at 7, rosary at 9.30, mass at 8. Conference starts at 9 and ends at 5 p.m. on the 30th of October. We're going to head to a short break. When we return, we will continue our exploration uh, of the fulfillment of all desire with Dr. Ralph Martin. Stick around. We'll head to a short break and be right back. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio, John Leonetti in the Morning, and the Maroon Moment is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. Golden Rule Heating and Cooling is a family-run business, reminding you of the Golden Rule. Treat others as you wish to be treated. Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. GoldenRulePHC.com Thank you, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. My right Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are on part four of our exploration into the great book, The Fulfillment of All Desire by Dr. Ralph Martin. If you've stuck around for the first three, uh, you know where we've come and where we're going. I'll do a quick recap. If you missed those, go to the podcast uh, on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and, and listen to those first three episodes. Again, I'm I'm... I'm very excited about the way they've turned out. I mean, obviously, I spent a lot of time reading through this book and diving into it. Uh, but every time I explore it, every time uh, I, I listen or I read these uh, exhortations, the, the the more I get fed by them. 
Uh, and so I think it's just that important that we that we we study the great word to these saints. So uh, first episode really is talking about making that first turn turn towards God, uh, just hearing His voice, primacy of grace, turning towards Him, and then from there, what happens? Well, you know, sin enters, the devil starts to. Uh, to tug at us, and how do we avoid that? How do we get away from that? And then we talk about making progress on the spiritual journey, and then having those those sins, those sins of pride, those sins of arrogance, uh, and finding humility, finding uh, the the patience necessary. And a lot of that had to do with detachment. Uh, the, the saints talk frequently about detachment. So right now we're we're under a segment. We're still kind of towards the end of what's called reaching stability, but moving on. So how do we move? past you know these, these stages of, of sinfulness and get to where we have this union with God. Uh, and now we're at this part uh, of growing in love. St. Teresa of Avila says about love of neighbor. For, protect, for perfection, as well as its reward, does not consist in spiritual delights, but in greater love and in deeds done in truth and justice. Perfection as well as the reward is not consistent in spiritual delights, but in greater love. St. Francis de Sales on godly friendships. And I've spoken about this, spoken this at the men's conference, I've spoken this in the past about the importance of godly friendships. Uh, as you imagine, St. Francis de Sales says it significantly more eloquently than I can. Um, and a lot of what I've heard on this subject has come from him. Uh, and so this should be by each of us should have this close to us at all times. Do you seriously wish to travel the road to devotion? If so, look for a good man to guide and lead you. This is most important of all the works of advice. He goes on. For those who live in the world and desire to embrace true virtue, it is necessary to unite together in holy, sacred friendship. By this means, they encourage, assist, and lead one another to perform good deeds. Men walking on level ground do not need to have to lend one another a hand, while those who are on rugged, slippery road hold on to one another in order to walk more safely. So also members of a religious order have no need for particular friendships, whereas people in the world need them to keep safe and assist one another through the many dangerous places they must pass through. I I remember the first time I heard this was Bishop Connolly. I was at a retreat, and he, he spoke... Uh, I was speaking about authentic Christian friendships, and I heard this quote, and obviously the, the imagery of us, especially people who are not in, uh, in a religious order, you know, those of us who are lay people who are living out in the world, how many trials and temptations that we have, how much, you know, when you have one foot in the world, how much more difficult it is. When you're living a life where you have to go to a, a work at a secular job, how much more difficult, how much more uh, times for temptations and trials are there. And he gives you this vision of people on level ground. They, well, they don't need to hold each other's hands. The, the ground's level, it's flat, it's smooth. But when you're on slippery, rugged roads, you need to hold on to each other. That is what we are on, brothers. We are on a rugged, slippery road, and we need each other. That's why I, I preach so often on the importance of authentic Christian friendships throughout the spiritual life as we're advancing. It's, I think it's important that it's put here, right? It's put towards the end. Uh, now you, you've made these steps towards towards living a good spiritual life, now you need other people who are doing the same. Who are, you got to start choosing your friends more wisely. And St. Francis de Sales puts it so well, and he goes on, Hence, perfection consists not in having no friendships, 
but in having only those which are good, holy, and sacred. Perfection consists not in having no friendships, but in only having those which are good, holy, and sacred. On married love, Francis de Sales says, would God, would to God that his well-beloved son was invited into every marriage as he was to the wedding at Cana. For then the wine of his consolation and blessing would never be lacking to it, meaning the, the wedding, to the, uh, the, specifically to the marriage. Uh, and you invite Jesus into your wedding as he was at the, uh, the wedding of Cana. The wine will never be lacking. The consolation will never be lacking. That wine, that, that symbol of joy. Uh, you know, it's, it's, we don't use water. We use, we use wine. He transforms uh, the, the water into wine, uh, which is a, a symbol of celebration. And, you know, I've heard it said, you know, that as Jesus is invited into your, into your marriage, you know, the wine will never go dry as long as you're keeping him there. If the love of marriage primarily remains on the biological level, if it primarily remains on the merely human level of affection and mutual convenience, it is hardly different than the love of the pagans. Though, if it participates through the love of Christ, it is truly a Christian marriage. Growing in prayer, uh, in, and this is an infused prayer, Teresa of Avila reiterates that the granting of a touch from God has some relationship to our turning away of things to the world, detachment, uh, and growing in desire to make room in our lives for God, she says. I, for myself, hold that when his majesty grants it, he does so, it meaning a touch. He does so to persons who are already beginning to despise the things of the world. Again, this has been mentioned multiple times, but this detachment to things of the world. Teresa here says that in order for God to touch you, to give you these feelings, you need to you need to clear away the brush. You need to detach. You need to make more room for God. On prayer, the, the Catechism of the Catholic Church says a, a form uh, on specifically uh, contemplation. Catechism says it is a form of wordless prayer in which the mind and the heart focus on God's greatness and goodness in effective, loving adoration. To look on Jesus and the mysteries of his life with faith and love. Well, as you're, you know, entering more into contemplation, and I've had some really good episodes um, on the works of, of Thomas Merton. I've had, uh, Good guests for for those Thomas Merton episodes, but if you want to go back and listen to about contemplation, there's a lot of good stuff on, on how to do it, how to enter in to uh, to contemplation uh, on on the Lord's visits, on when the Lord is is starting to now we're, we're working the spiritual life, starting to work more often with us. Uh, Therese says about how many lights she received from reading uh, the reading the the works of John of the Cross. So it's interesting again. I mentioned earlier how the saints kind of build on each other. And here, here Therese talks about how that was her go-to with St. Saint, saint John of the Cross. Well, obviously, a lot of what we've talked about already is St. John of the Cross, too. Uh, but all these saints are, are building on each other. And she, she admits that sometimes no book of spiritual reading was able to help break through periods of, uh, of dryness in prayer. And then only Holy Scripture, especially the Gospels, uh, and Thomas Akempe's uh, the imitation of Christ provided any help. So the imitation of Christ in the Gospels in Holy Scripture. But other than that, she relied a lot on, on John of the Cross. But again, I think there's something to be learned that, you know, saints have dryness in prayer, and they, they look for various ways to to help grow in that. 
And so, again, it, one of the beauties of the Catholic Church, just this wide array of, of devotions and, and readings that we have in, in people, uh, and some of them speak, as I've talked about so often already, you know, St. Francis de Sales really speaks speaks to me. Some people, more maybe Aquinas, maybe it's Catherine Siena, uh, find those people that speak well to your soul uh, and, and really invite them into your life. It's important to remember that for Teresa of Avila, and really for all the saints, prayer is not something that is primarily about a technique or having certain experiences, but it is about a growing in a relationship. It's not about a technique. It's not about how many Hail Marys I say. It's not about how much scripture I read. It's not about how much. It's about growing in a relationship. And that's the primary thing. Mentioned it multiple times throughout, but conforming our will to the will of God, that's the most important thing in a spiritual journey. That is what the whole spiritual journey is about. Well, same thing with prayer. It's about growing in a relationship. Teresa of Avila says, Since so much gain comes from entering this place, this place is the prayer of union, uniting our will to God's, it would be good to avoid giving the impression that those to whom the Lord doesn't give these things that are so supernatural are left without hope. True union can very well be reached with God's help if we make the effort to obtain it by keeping our wills fixed only on that which is God's will. Again, just a different way of saying what she said earlier. We have to keep our will fixed on conforming it to God's will. She goes on to say, the goal of conformity to God's will, self-love, self-esteem, judging one's neighbor, even in little things, a lack of charity for your neighbor, and not loving them as ourselves, these are like little worms gnawing away at our life with God. If we're filling ourselves with, with self-esteem and self-love and we're judging our neighbors, again, even in little things, and we're not giving them the love that's due to them, these, these things, these even little things, are like worms gnawing away at our life with God. She advises that the surest way to love our neighbor is not to dream of doing big things big deeds for our neighbor one day, someday in the future, but to take advantage of the little everyday opportunities that present themselves in ordinary life. And we all have them. And I think that's a that's an interesting prayer or reflection for us is you know, maybe when you're in adoration or you're praying, you know, you know, God, when when did you give me an opportunity today to love my neighbor? I think you know, when you're before your day, if you in the morning when you're praying, maybe plan your day out who you're gonna run into and, and at the end of your day, after doing maybe an examination of conscience or dur- during your examination of conscience, you know, think about you know where did God give me opportunities to love my neighbor today, and did I take advantage of them? Did I did I help uh, answer those opportunities that the Lord gave me uh, to minister to someone? If that's something that my men's group is we're getting better at doing is trying to find those opportunities and be open about hey, I saw this person, I talked to this person, I helped this person, and that helps to to grow again sharing in community with each other. Um, it's been helpful, and I, I've done a better job. I see someone on the street going and talking to them, maybe giving them five bucks, maybe talking uh, about the Lord with them, whatever those opportunities are. But our neighbor doesn't have to be specifically someone we don't know. It doesn't have to be a stranger. It can be anyone. Um, but I think the most important part of this is to help us be aware of that. And the only way you're going to be aware of that is if you're examining your conscience, if we're, if we're proactively thinking about, when did I have an opportunity today, Lord? When did I have an opportunity to love my neighbor? Because Teresa says that's the surest way to, to get to heaven. We have to love our neighbor. She goes on. If we fail to love our neighbor, we are lost. 
when you see yourself lacking in this love, even though you have devotion and gratifying experiences, believe me, you have not reached union. Then beg our Lord to give you this perfect love of neighbor. We fail in that love of neighbor, we're lost. So even though we have devotions, even though we're saying prayers, even though we're doing these things, we are lost. You have not reached union with the Lord because you don't have a love of neighbor. You have perfected a love of neighbor. This is very biblical, right? In the Gospels, Jesus says, You'll, I know you love me by how you treat my neighbors. You know, He says to, to Peter, go feed my sheep, go feed my sheep. That's how we respond to God's love. You know, Faith without works is dead, James says. God expects us to love our neighbor. That is how, when you conform your will to God's will in this spiritual journey, it manifests itself very concretely in a love of neighbor. Teresa of Avila puts that so well. Now, help from heaven. Now we're starting to get some of these spiritual gifts. In solitude, Teresa of Avila has already told us about how important desire is for God to make progress in the spiritual journey. As the Lord calls us to a deeper union with him, we seek for ways that we can respond by spending more time in prayer and eliminating unnecessary things that distract us from his union. Back to that uh, idea of getting rid of distractions, getting rid of things that, just, that take away from God. We need the desire. And the more we desire him, the more we desire to take away things that are not of God and things that take away our devotion to God, things that distract us from God. St. John of the Cross on, on receiving words from God. For whatever does not engender humility, charity, mortification, holy simplicity, silence, and so on, of what value is it? People always wonder, am I hearing the word of God? When, I, when I'm in prayer, how do I know if what I'm hearing is of God? You know, Tim Jameson at the men's conference talked about it's either, it's either of, from me, it's from the devil, or it's from God. Right? So, Generally speaking, if it's from me, it's something selfish. If it's from the devil, it's, it's evil and wrong. And you'll know it's of God if it's of the fruit of God. St. John of the Cross says, If it does not engender humility, charity, mortification, holy simplicity, silence, and so on, of what value is it? St. Teresa of Avila says, I should like the five of us who at present love each other in Christ. They're talking to a group of these people that she's with. To gather together sometime to free each other from the illusion, and to speak about how we might mend our ways and please God more, since we do not know ourselves as well as others who observe us, if they do so with love and concern for our progress. So, again, I have hit on the idea of friendship, of holy friendship, many times. And John Ricardo talks a lot about this, too, about living in a community with brothers who are willing to call each other out and how much that helped him. You know, he talked about uh, his priest friends were for Lent. Uh, one, and he says it's good for married couples too. Sometimes, depending on your marriage, but uh, you know, for married couples, maybe to have the spouse ask them, "What should I give for Lent? You know, where am I? Where am I sinning? Where's my problem?" Now, again, this, it could be dangerous. I understand that, um, but especially in a group of men, uh, if you've got a small group of men, if you've got you know whatever that whatever your small group looks like, or, or even just one one guy, one really good friend of yours. Uh, if they have, you know, as, as she said there at the end, if they do so with love and concern for our progress, if they have the will of God, if they understand your progress, if they understand where you're trying to go and what's beneficial for you, they can call you out. They see, you know, if, if you're prideful, if you're slothful, if you're not being a good enough husband, 
if you're not being a, a patient father, whatever those things are, they might see it better than you. Uh, they might have a different view even from your spouse. But if you're in if you're in community and you've grown that level of trust, you can come together, as she says, free each other from the illusions and speak about how they might mend our ways and please God more. Since your friends oftentimes know you better than you know yourself in a lot of ways, utilize those those friendships, those holy friendships, to grow. Use those holy friendships to perfect each other, as St. Teresa of Avila said. Deeper purification. This is on spiritual avarice, on greed and covetousness. St. John of the Cross said, True worship in spirit and truth is sometimes short-circuited by a religiosity that is truly blind to the meaning of the spiritual journey that in self-emptying obedience in love to God and neighbor. Furthermore, they weigh themselves down with over-decorated images and rosaries, and they prefer one cross to another because of its elaborateness, decked out in relics and lists of saints' names. This attachment, which is possessiveness of heart, is contrary to a spirit of poverty, which is the intent only on the substance of devotion. Since true devotion comes from the heart, and looks only to truth and substance represented by the spiritual objects, any appetites for these things must be uprooted if some degree of perfection is to be reached. Uh, they've mentioned that multiple times now. You know, you might think you're being extra spiritual by doing these extra prayers, but if your heart is not in the right place, possessiveness of heart, which is contrary to a spirit of poverty, or poverty of spirit, I should say, which is intent only on the substance of this devotion. So it's just, again, interesting how we can get caught up. We can see something that is good. I go back to C.S. Lewis's, uh, um, oh, why am I blanking on it? Uh, screw tape letters, where you, people are trying to do good, and the devil can twist that. You know, even a, a, you know, going in line for communion and, and having thoughts about you know, what other people are wearing, whatever those things are, uh, the devil can take what is good, i.e. a spiritual devotion, whether it's having rosaries or images or 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 praying more fervently, these types of things, but but we oftentimes fall in love with the gift rather than the giver. And how those things can help us to lose sight of what's most important, i.e. growing in this relationship to God. And that's that's not good. We don't wanna we don't ever wanna in the spiritual life ever put anything above God or, or lose track of what's really important, which I think this book does such a good job of, which is Helping us to understand, as we've heard over and over again, that the, the goal of this, the point of this, is growing in that conformity to God's will. Uh, and that's the point of prayer, is to grow in that relationship. So anything that's taking us away from that, that's a great barometer of, hey, is this, is what I'm doing leading me closer or leading me further away? And again, that's one way you could also use your, your men's group to help you to do that. Is what, is, am I becoming a better person? Am I becoming more patient? Am I becoming more humble? Am I growing in that relationship? Honestly, I thought I thought this would only take <laughs> three episodes. I've got a lot more left, so we're gonna have to do at least one more episode. Uh, but again, I think this is. I, I hope you're in, uh, in agreement with me that this is very important, uh, and this is it's been edifying for me. So I continue to hope that you guys are listening uh, to to these episodes on the fulfillment of all desire. We're gonna head to a short break, and when we return, I'll wrap up this episode and preview what will have to be. I assume, the fifth and final episode. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the morning is provided by Five Sons Naturescapes. Five Sons Naturescapes is a Catholic veteran-owned family company providing premium outdoor landscaping, clean up and restore outdoor living space with retaining walls, privacy fencing, pergolas, paver sidewalks, and patios. Issues with soil settling and water around the foundation and yard? Five Sons Naturescapes can grade and install drainage tile to help. Five Sons Naturescapes online at fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Savage Power. Would you like to get more involved as a volunteer? Intervisions Healthcare empowers at-risk women facing an unplanned pregnancy to make life-affirming decisions, but our nursing staff can't do it alone. Our unplanned pregnancy clinic seeks dedicated advocates, receptionists, and nursing volunteers to meet the needs of hundreds of at-risk patients we see each year. If you are a people person who wants to help moms with unplanned pregnancies, contact us today at 515-440-2273 or visit IVHcare.org. My help comes Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. As I just mentioned, there's no way I thought this thing was going to go five episodes, but it's going to go five episodes. The book is so good. As I talked to this with John Lee and Eddie when, he was, when, I was, when I was on his show, and he said, Joe, you could honestly do a, a full-time show, like a full show, nonstop devoted to this book. And you can just go through it a different page every week with a different guest every week forever. And that made me feel a little bit better about having, you know, what will eventually be five episodes. This is the fourth one. I wanted just to zone in real quick on the on those St. Francis de Sales quotes just one more time. The value of, of godly friendships. The, these two quotes specifically made an enormous impact on my life. And again, I've seen the fruits of them today. The more I've made this decision to surround myself with friends who are who are on the same journey as I am. Again, I, I still have friendships of, with people who are, are you know, pagan, for a better word. Um, but I'm also at the same time trying to evangelize to them, right? Trying to utilize uh, whatever skills God's given me, hopefully, in showing them what a Christian life looks like. That said, I pour into my Christian friendships. I pour into them because I understand now the value of those Christian friendships, especially in 2021, when there's so much divisiveness, there's so much you can just feel uh, just the sinfulness around us, how we need that. There's so many distractions. The road is rockier and slipperier than ever, and we need those Christian friendships now more than ever. And again, St. Francis de Sales just hits the nail on the head. Do you seriously wish to travel the road to devotion? If so, look for a good man to guide and lead you. This is the most important of all the works of advice. Thank you for joining me today on Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stapulis. It's time to man up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness. Brought to you by Construction Professionals.